Hello, everybody. Welcome to Craven Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Fiora. I'm here with Ty the Wood Underwood, my co-host, and our tech savage, Christoph. Christoph? How you doing, Christoph? What up? Underwood. Okay, that was it. Okay, cool. So good. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's it. All right, so uh, this episode is brought to you by Action Sledge Supplements. Go to www.actionsledge.com for all your supplements needs. You use discount code FIORA10 for 10% off. If you have any questions about uh, supplements, hit me up. Word. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, we're talking about what we want to do, and um, I think it's important just like, obviously, you guys know we've talked about it, but we have a correctional background. Um, so for us with our fitness, it's, it's kind of important because we see inmates working out every day, right? I remember when I first started, I used to get jealous because I was on swing shift and like they get to work out all day and I'm like, if I had this time and you know, like all that, all that stupid shit. But, uh, um, I don't know how it was for your Coda Academy, but Lucero was always talking about Mm -hmm. how inmates work out all the time. You got to be ready. Inmates work out all the time. And for those of you who don't know, um, with the politics in prison, like, uh, each race has to work out. Um, so, you know, they, they have different rules. Some have to work out twice a day. Some have to do this. But they all have a, a minimum standard of what they have to do. Otherwise, they're getting in trouble, right, by getting in trouble, getting a hot one, beat up, whatever. Um, so it, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. They're going to work out, and they're going to meet a certain standard. So we have to meet that or exceed that. And like I said, I was jealous because I'd see him working out all the time. And, you know, like it, it was swing shift hours. So it's like when I feel like working out, I'm like, oh, if I was home right now, I'd be working out, you know. Right. Um, and complacency kind of set in a bit because, you know, like we talked about working long hours, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so whatever. Pulled my head out of my ass. I started working out uh, more consistently because Coda Academy, you, you're kind of in the zone. So you're working out because you, you don't know what to expect and everything's crazy. Um, yeah. So I thought... Uh, I realized rather really quick that we actually Lucero always painted that picture where it was like oh they they have one up on us and we're playing catch up but really we we have an advantage you know what I'm saying because all they're doing is calisthenics all day they can pull up that's about it you know um so you know us having weights we can do what they do in significantly amount less amount of time right yeah um so I thought that was kind of cool once I realized that. <coughs> it kind of made me feel better. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I, I can I can beat them in less time, right? And on yeah. top of that, we got food, right? Yeah, they, and they dog food, <laughs> and we have, like, yeah. real food, you know? Yeah, yeah but, I mean, what do you what are you trained on in the academy? Like, what's one of the biggest things? It's you kind of build that us-first-them mentality, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're learning policy and a whole bunch of book work, right? But a lot of the stuff is us-first-them. Okay, at least back when we were in Coda. Yeah. Uh, now it's a little different because corrections has changed in the past couple of years, right? But um, it's that us versus them mentality. And when you have that mentality, it's like, okay, training, right? You see those inmates working out, and that's like their form of training. That's what they have to train on mm-hmm. is working out. They work out together. They work out. They try to work out in, in cadence, all that stuff, right? Um, <clears throat> but we need to one-up them. Right, because right. when say the yards pop off, like what's our advantage? Mm-hmm. Okay, these guys are gonna be working out. That we can't let them be in better shape than us. You can't see? let them beat us. Yeah. So uh, one thing that drives me insane is, like, I mean, I I pride myself on fitness, and I try to like we are squad leaders and when uh, tactical, and we have to be physically fit. 
Like yeah. that's a that's a must, right? You see these officers and they're requirement. They're out of shape, and it's like okay, now if you need to respond to an incident and say uh, an officer is getting assaulted, right? <clears throat> You need to respond to that. If you're walking across the yard and the yard's a uh, half mile long, are you going to be winded before you even get there? Right. 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 Are you going to be able to assist, or are you just going to get another body to pick up off to the ground? To pick up off the ground, yeah. The yeah. Other day, you know? So, I mean, fitness is fitness is a must. A lot of staff don't understand that. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I would think that you would have to understand that you want to be ready for that, but maybe. I don't want to say complacency, but maybe they're so comfortable with it that it's kind of like, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think every every one of us in this type of profession should always have some sort of level of fitness. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. Absolutely. I always go by that I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? So you always want to have some sort of preparation in any situation. Absolutely. You know? I think you, you feel better too, right? So like... When you work out, you feel better. It's easier to do what we do, mm-hmm. and you're healthier, so it, it, it comes across that way. Um, that, that's that's a good way to put it. I think. Uh, and what what does what does fitness do though for you? Okay, when you're working in this field, what do you need? Confidence. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, you have to stand up strong. You have to um, show that uh, command presence. The mm-hmm. Command presence. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And fitness will kind of build that for you, right? Right. Uh, when you're making yourself physically fit you know you're working towards that goal you start building that confidence that motivation that drive right the discipline and the inmates are going to see that okay and they're going to be like oh wow this guy squared away maybe we won't fuck with him (laughs) you know what I mean I think they respect that because they put in the time too Mm -hmm. so they know when they see you know gains they're like (laughs) I I know that dude he's about it right you know what I mean um yeah yeah yeah, so we always try to push in that direction. We always try to um, drive our staff to that, right? Um, a lot of staff, like you said, complacency. There's some staff that have that at the beginning, and then they're like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, a riot or a disturbance hasn't happened in since 2015. Yeah, it's okay? it's not going to happen. Or... It's not going to happen. But you know what? That one time it does, then like a lot of staff are going to be fucked, and then right. the staff that are actually ready and that, that prepared for that, they're the ones that are going to be... They're going to be stuck in the trenches. You know what I mean? They're going to be the ones fighting. It's all bad. Yeah. So I think I come at it from a point of, like, I'm not so much concerned about having a six-pack or, or I want my arms this or whatever. I just just try to be functionally fit, right? Um, in 2018, I got pretty big, like big for me, and I noticed, like, I was out of breath easy, things like that, like, because all I was doing was lifting and, and I'm eating a lot and everything, and I liked the way I look, but... But it wasn't functional so everything i do is based on being able to operate in that environment right like yeah you want to you want to prepare for the game you're going to play you know what i'm saying um so so i'm not worried about like i said six pack big arms this that like that stuff's nice if it comes with it you know like that's cool you, you look good but uh it's just about being able to operate in that environment and i think <clears throat> that maybe we're a little more cognizant of it because we're we're on you know operators and it's always in our mind, you know, like, for example, I hate running and I, I never liked it. I, I never want to do it. Anytime I start running, it doesn't matter how much I hide myself up. I could be like, I'm going to do three miles because I decided yeah, it's, it's <laughs> cardio is a sin. No. <laughs> so, so I never want to do it. But what I did was once I, 
when I was getting ready to, uh, thinking about rather joining the team and I was preparing, I started thinking about, I, I got to find a way to do this. So what I did in my head was I was just like, hey, there's an emergency and I have to run to a place and that's going to somehow help this situation. I have to run to get something. Yeah. And so I started doing that and then I noticed like, oh, okay, I can, I can do that. Now I'm going to, I'm going to run further to this emergency. And anytime I thought about quitting, it was in my head, like people are going to get hurt if you don't keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, so I could see how it'd be hard for people to start, but whatever you got to do, like whatever you got to tell yourself or or whatever, however you're going to find that motivation to push yourself through, set a goal and then find it. It really is that easy. And then once you meet that, go to the next one. You know, don't don't slack. Don't, okay, I met that. I'm good or, or whatever. You got to keep pushing. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's not all about just being physically fit. I'm not saying, like, everybody needs to have a six-pack or everybody needs to be able to run or, every, uh, you know. Like, everybody has their strong points and everybody has their weak points, mm -hmm. right? So, say my strong point is being strong, right? Your strong point... Yeah, if we need you to lift the fridge, I'm going to call for your right? Okay, you got it. Okay, but if you... But say I need to be able to pick somebody up and walk up and drag them off the yard, mm -hmm. okay? Say you're a good shot, okay? You're well, gonna, you're gonna that's a fact. We okay, but... We don't have to talk scenarios on that. But, you're, but, but now you're my cover. Right, <laughs> your okay. your strength and my strength. Right, we're right. utilizing both of them. Yeah. Say um, somebody's not physically fit at all. Okay, but they are good at verbal judo. Okay, mm -hmm. they're good at talking situations down. Those people are so valuable. They are very valuable, right? <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> if you're not physically, if you're not physically fit, you can be physically, or you can be mentally fit mm -hmm. for any situation. Right. It yeah. all ties in, in together. You know. That's, yeah. that's a solid point, right? So, yeah, you want, you want to have some level of fitness, like you said, to be able to respond to the thing, not be out of breath, not be dying. But maybe if that's not your strengths, you know, work on your strengths. I mean, I think you always want to balance <coughs> your strengths and your weaknesses. I think I've talked about this before, but, like, I don't necessarily strive to be the best on anything on the team that we do, but I want to be, like, top three of everything we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, to me, I feel like, okay, that's that's average. Like, I kind of no, went at a, it. That's a good goal. I went at it from, like, a CrossFit standpoint, you know? Like, so the people who do the best in CrossFit are well-rounded at everything, you know, because you can't you can be good at one thing, but if you get an event like say you're you're good at Olympic lifting, but you get an event where there's like you know sprints in there or swim, run, swim, run, whatever, then like okay, you're gonna bomb that, and that's gonna you're not gonna be on the leaderboard, you know. Yeah. Um. But if you're if you're pretty good at everything, then you're gonna you're gonna be at the top of the pack, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes back to like, <clears throat> okay, when we do squad challenges, okay, we're choosing people for certain tasks in our squads, mm -hmm. right? Um, for the challenge. Okay, uh, say I can handle OC spray very well. Hmm. Okay, and somebody needs to be sprayed and be able to do something. You're that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy, right? <laughs> right. Um, or say somebody needs to, there's going to be a race at the beginning. Okay, and there's somebody that's actually really good at running. Right, and we're going to pick that guy for that. It's just like, um, if there's a grouping on the yard, okay, we're not going to send somebody in there that's, not good at de-escalating situations. Mm -hmm. We're going to send somebody in there that's really good at their verbal judo, mm -hmm. right? Um, de-escalating situations, making decisions on the fly to be able to uh, have those inmates go back to their housing units or whatever, de-escalate. Mm -hmm. um, if we send somebody in there that's just hot-headed and going to escalate it, obviously that's not the best choice. Right. And I always, I always preach that too when we're doing drills, that like, hey, 
I like responders to be able to say, I'm, you know, whatever, th this person in route, Underwood in route, Fiora in route. And that way, like, it helps me know, okay, that person's going to be here. I know what they're good at. This is what I'm going to use them for. So when they get there, boom, I, I know what you're doing. Hey, go do this. Go do that. Go. Do, you know what I mean? It, it helps. It, it, time is of the essence in corrections, right? Like uh, something stupid, if you let it just be for a minute, it can escalate quickly. So we're just putting out fires quick. Yeah. Um, and, it, I mean, it, you can... <clears throat> And you can be, like you said, you know, when you're waiting for your responders and you know who's coming, right? You could be good at just being a camera operator, right, during a situation. That's a skill, dude. Honestly. That is a skill. It's kind of an art, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you're a camera operator during a situation, right, a lot of the camera operators, you um, have them get there and they're recording the wrong thing, right? Yep. When yep. we have our camera operators there, we want them to record the, the inmates, the inmates yeah. right? Yeah. We want them to record certain inmates, mm -hmm. the ones that are interrogating the situation or, you know, instigating the situation, um, the ones that are giving direction and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of the, or then some camera operators, you're like, okay, be the camera operator, right? What are they recording? My feet. They're recording my feet. They're recording us. <laughs> Me, what it's I'm like, doing. We know what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. We, need to, we need to know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's just, it's strengths and weaknesses. You could apply this to any any job, really. Mm -hmm. Right, um, say construction. Okay, if I'm not a good, if I'm not a good uh, heavy equipment operator. Okay, you're not going to put me on a backup. Right. If you do, you're kind of fucked. Mm -hmm. we're, probably, we're probably breaking something. <laughs> you know, but um, if I'm good at labor, you know, with a shovel, I mean, it's a, it's a skill, right? Need you and, move a fridge. You got me. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, then you have that back backhoe operator. He's going to be able to do a lot of shit with the backhoe that I can't. Right. Right. So um, it's just playing that strength and weaknesses. Right. So I think it's important. What we're getting at is you. Uh, it's hard to evaluate evaluate yourself honestly, but if you can do that, that's how you're going to grow as a person in general, not just fitness, but in life and and live a better, healthier life. Right. You got to evaluate yourself. What am I good at? What am I bad at? And be honest. And that's really hard for a lot of people. I think you know. Um, Especially like, you know, body dysmorphia, all this stuff where people are like, oh, I don't like this about me. I don't, you know, like you, you hear about people that like, all right, so you're big. But if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I'm not big enough. Like, bro, really? Like, like, you know, yeah, like calm, you know, calm it down. You're not going to get any bigger if you're. <laughs> I can't. Say, yeah, I can't. Maxed out. Maxed out, dude. Maxed out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's important. And, you know, uh, a lot of it probably complacency right so you got to be aware of your surroundings and uh, situational and, awareness yeah you know situational awareness right yeah uh know what's going on see what's going on and i think people if, if you paid attention to what's going on there then you're you're able to to take your strengths your weaknesses and how can i apply that to this because you can know your strengths and your weaknesses but if you're not paying attention to your surroundings and what's going on how are you going to apply your strengths and your weaknesses to something right so you have to have like both sides of the coin yeah you know and one thing about, uh, I mean, any any field, right, especially corrections, I'm going to base it off corrections, but uh, learn from one another, right? So say I have a partner, I'm, in, I'm working at a dorm, okay, and um, I'm trying to address compliance, it's not working out for me, okay? Inmates are always, you know, being assholes, I'm always having to write tickets and it's still not working, right? And then I have a partner, and what he's doing is working. Mm. Right, the way he's talking to inmates, and I mean, they just they respect that he has that respect level because obviously it's a respect thing that's a big part of it. Mm. Um, and a big part of that is he knows a lot of policy, 
he sat there and took the time. He opened a book. He read policy. And um, the inmates understand, hey, this guy knows policy. This guy knows his shit. He's handling it this way. He doesn't have to write tickets, and they actually, they're responding to him a lot better than me, that I'm writing tickets and doing disciplinary all that shit, right? Right. Uh, say that's my weakness, right? I can follow him. I can learn from him, right? <clears throat> a lot of uh, senior staff, right, they build those bad habits, and it's hard to get rid of those bad habits. And what they do is they build this, like, negative ego, and they don't. They have a newer staff. Like, hey, you just got fresh out of the academy. He knows policy, and what he's doing is working better right. than what I've been doing for years. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of guys, they have a problem with putting that ego aside, and actually, like, growing more. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's a certain amount of like humble to it. You know what I mean? Because like, if you can't, if if you know your strengths and your weaknesses, but you're looking at other people and you're not evaluating theirs, then how are you gonna grow? You know what I mean? Like, I think that I I can see someone that work that is good at something at anything we do, whether it's uh, security staff or not at the prison. But I'm always just like kind of, for lack of a better word, like stealing shit, right? Like I see that <laughs> this person does shit really well. I'm gonna take that. I like yeah. the way they do this. I'm gonna take that, and yeah. I, I just kind of try to make it my own, right? Like, no one is God's gift to corrections. You know, no one comes in there and they're just perfect out the gate. Like, people who have been there a long time, people, like, they know so much. Like, they, they've been around, they have that experience, but they're really looking at other people and what they're naturally good at, and they're they're borrowing, stealing, taking yeah. that for them and, and molding it into their thing. You know, <clears throat> and sa same thing about any job you could have, right? If you're evaluating someone, you're like, they're really fucking good at that. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're humble enough to ask them, like, well, how you do that, right? Um, like, tickets. For example, um, never a big ticket writer. I didn't like it. I didn't like the. I didn't like the thought of like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a dude a ticket who's already in prison. What do they care? They're just gonna get mad anyways. It's not gonna correct things, whatever. Uh, but Almond, dude, ticket master, right? So, um, <clears throat> started looking at him. He's like, you know, he explained like, this is why I write someone up. This is this is the steps I go through. <clears throat> Once it gets there, this is what I do. How to word a ticket, whatever. And you know, like I know his tickets always stuck. They're never getting thrown out for no stupid garbage, whatever. It's always on point. So I straight up stole that from him, dude. And, you know, uh, he's my partner on AM programs for a minute, probably over a year or something like that. And then I, I, it got to where I was better at writing tickets than him, and I'm correcting his, like, hey, you need to do this, you know. So they can get you on the right path, and you can take it from them, but you can also exceed that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you, like and I said, then, constantly growing and, and moving and learning. And like, help them grow, you know, be yeah. accountable. You know, right. I mean, like you said, you know, you're just helping them out. Mm -hmm. Once you figure out how to write the tickets, like you said, then you can, in turn, help him. You right. know what I mean? That way everybody's on the same page and level. You know, mm -hmm. it makes the environment more copacetic, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah, but when, what do we what do we preach to the new t the new cadets, right? When they're here just hitting the yard, OJT period. What do we preach? We preach, okay. You see, all these officers you're going to be working with a lot of staff. Okay, take their good habits, minus the bad habits. Leave the bad ones, right? Okay? We preach that all the time. Mm -hmm. And what 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 a lot of guys do, and girls, they uh, they lose that when they become like a little more senior staff, right? But it doesn't stop when you're a cadet. That's just the start of it. it and you just keep going and going. And, well, that, and that's that, that's right? exactly the complacency, right? Like you heard, yeah. we, were, we were just talking to the cap last week and what he say, he's like, every day I'm trying to be better. Mm -hmm. Right? And uh, I think we're, we're both that, but a lot of people, they get super complacent with it and they're like, hey, I got it. 
that's it, boom, done. Now I just got to show up, you know, just right in the time clock, punch in, punch out, I'm good. But uh, I just, I guess I don't, I don't understand why a person would want to be like that. Like, why would you not always want to be better? Because it's straight up like if I just tried to stay where I was at a level I was at any place, it's boring. Well, like how are you? You know what I mean? Like it's boring. How are you going to elevate? I mean, it's just like it's just like when you work any job, right? Why do you not leave a job that's low paying, right? I was I was there. I was a security guard at a casino for uh, seven years. Mm-hmm. It was lower in pay. I didn't know what the, what it was out in the out there in the world, right? I hit that comfort, mm-hmm. right? I got that comfort stability. It was consistent. Okay, I was there for seven years. I was a supervisor, all that good stuff, whatever, but. Um, I didn't want to branch out. And I mean, I didn't know that I was better than that, right? Yeah. That's because I hit that comfort and I didn't, I didn't want to grow. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I just, okay, cool. I'm, I'm comfortable. I am paying my bills. I have a house. I have all this stuff going for me, right? But once you start uh, striving to be better, creating those new goals, okay, then that's when you become a supervisor or a sergeant or a lieutenant or a captain or whatever, mm-hmm. right? A lot of the, or there's some staff out there. I don't want to say a lot of them because I know a lot of them are still growing, right? But um, even senior staff members, they're still growing. But uh, they hit they hit that comfort, and that's when you talk to an, uh, an officer that's been an officer for five plus years, and it's like, hey, do you ever want to promote? No. No, I don't know. I'm not doing that. Why I'm not doing that. Why? Do that? Yeah. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. And what what do they say? Well, because I'm good. I'm yeah. I'm just good. I think like, he, well, you you say you're good, but don't you want to be great? Mm. Don't you want to be more than just good? Better. Do you want to be better? Yeah. Do you want to do you want to be uh, better than you are right now? Because obviously, like, I mean, you've been here. You have the knowledge. You have the ability to do great things. But right now, you're just an officer. I think by nature, humans are creatures of habit, right? Like yeah. that—that's a fact. You want to, and that's what we're talking about. You, you build a habit, and once you build that habit, you're comfortable with it, and you just keep going. Mm-hmm going through that now you can live your whole life like that but when there's so much out there why why would you want to do that right at any job or any any we all only have one life you know so why why would you want to just stay in what you know why would you not want to go out and and branch out and and be more um but it's complacency Mm -hmm. life complacency break out of it do more find more you know like enjoy stuff if if i wanted to be complacent operations i have weekends holidays off you can't pop me for overtime I could have stayed there forever and done whatever I want and stayed in that little bubble, right? But you branch out, I got stuck on Graveyard, and it it's I'm glad that I did it, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, you, you break outside of that comfort zone, and you gain more, mm-hmm. you know? Just, just just like fitness, right? You That's work out, you push yourself, and you get gains. gains. Life is gains. About. That's all life is about. Life, life is, is gains. gains. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... But, I mean, we, we talk a lot about ownership, right? <clears throat> like extreme ownership. Um, we, we're going to preach that a lot. But it is a thing. Yeah. I didn't make but, it up, but it is a thing. <laughs> but, I mean, <clears throat> we talk about ownership when, with jobs, with everything, right? But you gotta you got to exercise that ownership of your life, right? Like <clears throat> you always have to seek that improvement. You always have to seek more. You always have to want more, right? If you don't want more then what the fuck are you going to do with your life, mm-hmm. right? As an officer, you can only do so much. Obviously, you can become an FTO. You can become operations. You can, I mean, you can do things, but there's a, a certain point you're going to hit a wall, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I know you became an FTO liaison. 
liaison. Right. <laughs> and you were operations. You had weekends and holidays off. You were, that's, that's like the peak of an officer. Mm. Okay. And what did you do? Look for more promoted. Yeah. You promoted, right? Mm-hmm. Now there's more opportunity. Mm-hmm. You went to the graveyard, right? Mm-hmm. You learned a lot in graveyard. Then you ended up coming to day shift. You learned even more, right? right? And I mean, now, <clears throat> I mean, I know you don't want to promote right now. And I mean, I know it's early, but right, you're learning how to be a lieutenant, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you're still learning. You're still well, that, that, that's your job as a supervisor, right? Any any supervisor's job is to train someone to take your spot and be better at it than you were. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that if if you look at my career in corrections, I, I mean, obviously, all the listeners, if you're not in corrections, you don't know. But five years in corrections is not a long time. No. Like, I still consider myself a baby. Um, but one thing I've consistently done is is take on more, right? So I was an officer for four months, went to operations, did that. Went to FTO. Okay, did that. Um, took over the FTO program. So all the training, everything's on me. If it's if the OJTs learn a lot and they're solid on point, I'm getting kudos. If they don't know and they're not confident, I'm getting my ass chewed by the captain, right? Yeah. Um, and then from you know uh, joining the team and and being a firearms instructor and everything, like I just I always okay, I'm comfortable with that. I got it. Next thing, next thing, next thing, and it's kept it where it's fun, it's fresh, and every single day I'm happy to go to work. Yeah. Right. Exhausted or not, I'm driving there and I'm like, I, I'm glad that I get to do this right now. It's never a tedious thing. And I think people uh, that we're talking about, like being complacent and stuck in that in that rut, that whether they realize it or not, like if, if you're not stoked to wake up and go do what you're doing, you're, you're complacent. You need to find more. Uh, so I don't know. How do you think you get out of that rut? If, if you were a person in that rut, how do you get out of it? OK, so I'll tell you, everybody's different. Right. Everybody has a different idea of it or a different way of uh, they can get out of the rut. Um, I hit that rut. Right. I hit that rut as an officer. Like I started on swing shift. Um, I ended up going to day shift. I I felt like I hit my peak on swing shift without being an FTO. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was yard officer. I had a good I had a um, good days off, uh, which was Friday, Saturday. Love those days off. Right. And um Anyways, I ended up going to day shift, and I ended up being back in, at a floor post. And that's like when you're a newer officer, you have to earn your duty spot, right? And I, I did that on swings, but then I went to day shift, and I had to do it all over again. All right. So I was two floor for like six months, right? I was solo three-quarters of the time, and, uh, yeah, I, I hit that rut. And I started noticing it when my FTO came in, and he said – and he was still on swings, but he came in, and he said, hey, what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God, what are you talking about? I'm trying to figure out who this FTO was real FTO quick. Jones. Oh, it's the epitome of corrections. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, uh, what the fuck are you doing? <coughs> oh my God, what do you mean? He's like, you used to be one of the better officers on swing shift, and now you're crap. And he was just, he was just blunt. That's like super him. cool when to be blunt like that. No, he, A lot he of was. people pussyfoot around these and days. And you know what I did, though? Okay, I took that. Mm-hmm. I took it, and I was like, okay, you know what? You're right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So you know what I did? <coughs> and this is to get out of my rut as an officer. I said, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to where I was because now I mean I was I was up here, and I needed I was down here on day shift. Yep. I had to get back up to where I was. Right. To start. Right. Yeah. So what I did was I this is just one way I did it. I uh, ended up taking vacation. Told my wife, hey, I need to reset. Went back to my hometown. Um, didn't think about work. Didn't think about any of that stuff. Uh, when I left, I was like I told the inmates that were in there that I was com- I started becoming complacent. With these inmates, you know, 
I hit that fucking that rut right. <clears throat> so I told them, hey, I'm gonna fucking leave, but when I get back, it's go time. It's all fucking around, yeah. right? So when I got back, and I took like two and a half weeks off or something, right? When I got back, um, I ended up becoming that officer that I used to be, right? And it was hard at first, okay, because it's, it's like starting fucking fresh, you know, trying to gain that momentum back, right? And that uh, that, that motivation. motivation. Um, but when, when I got, got back, back, I I did it, right? <clears throat> and uh, that's when I, like a month later, I got a tactical application. Dude fucking handed it to me already filled out, signed here, right? Um, Panzer, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, thank you. But yeah, so I uh, did that, and then I became a duty officer. Then I became yard, right? I got asked to be an FTO, but I told him no. And that was stupid, but anyways... Um, at the time it was. At the time it was. Now I will say that Underwood single-handedly turned that program around and made it something like, dude. But I had to really get jacked up for that, right? Like uh, when when they gave me the liaison thing, and you know, Carwright's a really good leader in that, like he he won't strive for your creation, and he'll he'll let you come up with what's going on. And if it fails, then he's going to be like, all right, this is how you're going to fix it. And you're going to do it exactly what I say because you done fucked it up. Um, but he, he gave me that room, dude, and I ran with it. And it was – I was super stoked because it's like uh, when, when it would go successful, I was like, all right, cool. Like like from the very first one that I was in charge of, right, uh, of structuring the training, I did that. And, uh, you know, training Lieutenant Sweeney and everything, he's like, hey, great job, good feedback. Um, all, the, all the OJTs knew what they were doing. They're on point. And then I was like, okay, how do I make it better? Right? And just like those little tweaks. And then, you know, but like everything else, it got to where even that got stale, where I'm like, ah, like, you, I felt like I could only go so far. And, uh, you know, so I wanted to move on to something else. And it was uh, promoting was honestly what did it because as a sergeant, you're not going to have time to do the FTO thing. It's not really how it works, even though. Once you're you're a certified FTO, you're always an FTO, whatever. Like McKee's an FTO, and yeah. so on and so forth. Even though he's a lieutenant, um, it it just gets to where like, all right, let let someone else step up and do that. And Walls is a perfect choice for that. So very happy for him, and yeah. he seems to be crushing it. You know, but that that's how we all grow. You, you move on to the next thing. Uh, for me, sure, I've been complacent at work, but I've always been able to recognize it. Um, now, before I started working there. Uh, when I was younger, you know, I definitely get in a rut and I don't know if I have like ADD or anything, but when I get, <laughs> when I get bored, it's bad, dude. like I'll, I'll get in trouble. Um, so I learned to recognize that and I, I kind of snapped myself out of it, you know, uh, just what I was trying to think of is like, how, how do you get someone who's not used to snapping themselves out of it to identify it? Because obviously people care about their lives and they want to be happy, right? But we, we have to be able to identify that. So I think if, if you, you know, maybe this podcast is how you look at, hey, am I that guy? Evaluate yourself right now. If, if you're that guy or girl, then, you know, do something about it. And like you said, it doesn't have to be fitness. You don't have to go lift weights or, or you know, go do a bunch of running or whatever. I don't know. For some reason, when we talk about cardio, it's always running. It's, it's, I don't, it's like that's the only it's, kind of cardio the there devil. is. It, it, it's the devil. <laughs> right? I swear every time you mention a word. But I'm just right now. Yeah, just just think about something else, right? Like the sergeant thing, got it, and went to day shift and all that. But if I just stayed in my complacent circle, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Because I was like, you know what? I, I got that. That's cool. And and you talked about what you wanted to do, and that was really like inspiring to me. And it's it's kind of just like FTO farms, everything else that I've done there, where it's like, yeah, I want to take that on, and I want to be, I want to get really good at it. You know what I'm saying? So. 
Um, if if you're in that rut, just just start finding something that you like and do it. And, get that fire back. And get know? better at it every yeah, day. Stoke every fire, day. like you said, throw some wood in there. Better and you. Until it's hot as shit and you break the damn fire pit, right? Or and talking about talking about that that fire, right? That builds in you. Um, so say you're working dorm, right? And you start identifying these faults that you have. Okay, um, get pissed off, right? Get pissed off at like at yourself, not at the inmates, not at, not at all them, right? Get get pissed off at yourself, and that's gonna build that little fire in you, right? That's when you're going to open up a book, you're going to either start reading policy, and then you're going to start, you know, building, building yourself, right? Yeah. Building yourself to be better. And then, like, um, if you're not comfortable standing in front of people and talking, right? That's the one thing that was my downfall when I became tactical, right? I saw all these members, they were being chosen to instruct, okay? So I told Caliph, which was our commander, best commander we've had, Ever. Sorry, Yoni. But Yoni. <laughs> <laughs> no, Yoni's good. Oh, good. we'll just end it. You're fine. Good. We'll end it. No, we won't. You know he watches, dude. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, Yoni's 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 If you are, you're a great operator, dude. You're fucking K30 now. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, you're K39. <laughs> but um, anyways, no, but uh, I told Caleb, hey, look, I want to, uh, I want <laughs> I want to um, improve on that. Come on. <laughs> it's my bad, my bad. I want, I want to improve on that, right? Um, because I saw the, all these operators, and they were really good operators. And I, I noticed, like, um, if I started instructing, like, I'm going to improve in those areas, right? Um, so I said, oh, I'm going to go out for self-defense. Okay, I didn't know anything about fucking self-defense. I didn't know anything about instructing, period. Okay, so I went out for self-defense, and uh, I ended up doing pretty decent at that. Right, it was me and Swartz. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. no, I'm, I'm just <laughs> you're good, you're good. But uh, anyway, so I started at self defense, and then I started, and then after I got decent at self defense, then they started choosing me to instruct in uh, TSU, mm-hmm. and I, that's when I started um, building the knowledge in TSU in certain areas, like building entries. Like you learn so much when you're being instructed, but when you become an instructor, then you learn so much more. Well, I think you get hypersensitive because, like, so it's almost like, I guess the best way to call it is fear, right? But you're like, I'm going to teach this. So whether, how, however much notice you have, you're like, I'm going to teach this. If I don't know this better than anyone, like, that fear drives you. So you're just like, you're sitting there and you're, you're studying every word, every nook and cranny of, of everything that you're going, every part of that curriculum you're going to cover. You, you want to know, like, the back of your hand because you're not going to look like an idiot, right? And self-defense, easy enough. Um, now, line staff can be intimidating, right? You get 40 people in a room and you're instructing them all and teaching them self-defense, firearms, whatever the, the class is. It can, be, it can be pretty intimidating. Tactical, there's nothing like having, you know, however big our team is. Um, all eyes on you. Yeah. And a bunch of, just a bunch of type A personalities yeah, of people yeah. that are straight assholes. Yeah. And they're going to tear you up if you fumble anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the funny part was I thought, like, I did that. So, um, and I didn't ask or anything, but they, they came at me with, you're going to teach this class. And it was a pretty basic class, but I was like, oh, my God. 
God, okay. And you, <laughs> you know, I'm YouTube and videos. I'm coming up with dumb stuff for this class, right? <coughs> Crime scene preservation, right? And am I, I'm, I'm going to bring ketchup, and we're going to make blood, and like just stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff that's going through my mind, because like. You've had the class, so you know how it was taught to you, but, like, you want to, like I said, you, you want to level up, and you want to be better than that. Like, I know they, I took this class with everyone else when they did it, and now I got to do that and be more. Just like you do with breaching tools, right? Yeah. Um, so breaching tools, very basic class. It is what it is. And the first time I got told to do it, they're like, you you got to do this. I'm like, okay, cool. So, like, I didn't want to just talk about the tools. I, I started YouTubing videos of the techniques and how to do it, right? Because I feel like maybe that was... That wasn't so um, predominant in the class, or wasn't really stressed in the class. But obviously, that's how it how it functions. So we need to know how we're actually going to do it. So I covered that. You get breaching tools next, and what do you do? Like you you make uh, a whole fitness challenge out of it, right? Which was super fun. So we're we're always trying to to build on each other's. Um, now, so I thought if I could teach TSU, I can teach anyone. But the first time that I had to teach firearms, and there was a captain, and uh, uh, so a captain, uh, a first geo captain, ADC <laughs> captain, and an ADC lieutenant, I was, I've never been so scared in my life to him. Like, oh my God. And I know the class, I know the material, but that, that was a little yeah, intimidating. So I got through that one, and then it just, dude, it's just, give me the mic, show me yeah. where it's at. I got this. Like, <laughs> well, that's like, well, that's like a. Same with self-defense, right? I, I did self-defense for, I think I did it for like two years solid. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, until I became a lieutenant. Like consistently. Yeah. yeah every, Consist every class every single you're, class, you're going to. Every yeah. single class, it was me and Swartz. Mm -hmm. And we were always training new instructors. Me and Swartz were, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> that, was, that was our thing, right? I did it for two years straight. And every time there was ADC there and there. And Sweeney comes up and he's like, hey, they're, they're going to be monitoring you. It's like, oh. And yeah. you end up freezing up, and you you haven't done that in a long time. You end up stumbling on your words, and you haven't done that in a long time. It's like, man, this is a whole new beast, right? Right. And like TSU, but I mean, it's in TSU, it's yeah, they're they're fucking with you, and they'll they'll throw jabs whenever there's any uh, chance, any yeah, chance, we, right? Yeah, we do that. Yeah. yeah. So any chance they get, they're gonna throw jabs at you, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a tight family, right? Right. So it's kind of like. You can't make an ass out of yourself yeah, from your it's, brothers it's, it's and sisters. Yeah, yeah, it's also a way of sharpening you. It's a little, it's a little iron more relaxed. Iron right? kind of thing. Yeah. It's a little more lax. You know you know those guys know the material. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, you're not lax on the instructing, but when they're fucking with you, it's like... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, guys, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah. But when it's like ABC there and they're monitoring you, right? And they they can guard you if they if you say the wrong words. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they're not guarding you; they're guarding they're guarding the facility. You're not going to hear the, the last of it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can lose your instructor license. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so it's like it's like a bigger deal, mm -hmm. right? But um, that's going to make or break you as an instructor. But that's that's how you improve, right? And uh, I mean, it's just it's anything though, right? It's just like it's just like when you're working at a construction site where it's just um, if you're an entrepreneur or anything right you have your certain licenses and if you don't meet those quotas then you can lose them yeah you know what I mean I did, I did I mean it's it's kind of the same when I was working construction you know like uh, pretty confident in my abilities and everything that I'm building and everything but there's just certain people that that you'd work for they oh my god like, mm -hmm. I gotta be on top of this and it's stuff you do all the time like I've I've built this patio 35 times in the last you know month but yeah okay like now I'm nervous like you know what I mean so but when you face that you always grow because I don't know about you but anytime that I was in that situation I feel that fear 
and I do what I have to do, and you know it, it's on point um, because that's that's how we train, right? Like you're prepared for it, so you're gonna be on point whether you're scared to do it or not, yeah. whatever. So you do it, you get through it, and then you walk away like, oh, and you grow, you, you grow. get gains, yeah. right? Yeah, gains. yeah, gains. But the ten day ain't got no gains. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, <clears throat> for the staff out there that are gonna be watching this, or just I mean anybody, if you are seeking that improvement, right? Um, my best advice to you guys would be find somebody that's been there. Absolutely. You got to reach out. Right. Like my person, I mean, honestly, my person would be Captain Cartwright, mm-hmm. right? At, at our at our job as, as of right now, right? Well, depending on what, yeah. I mean, Your that's, average that's every just, Joe stuff with what just, you do. That's yeah. just for me, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, say, officers, they, I mean, they could come up to me, you, um, they could go up to male. Male has a certain way of talking to inmates. He'd be able to um, teach somebody something, Yeah. Right? Well, like you said, you want to seek out that, that specialist, right? So, like, breaching tools. I know Schwartz taught that a bunch. So when I got it, I started texting him, hey, dude. What's what? What do you do? What do you? How do you? What are you thinking? What, what's your train of thought on this? And he's kind of like, hey, this is what I've done. Um, you know, Christoph coming up in firearms, he's asked questions, whatever. You know, like, hey, how, how's this go? Uh, so, but that's where it's important bringing it back to identifying someone's strengths and weaknesses, and being able to be, being able to identify them. You know, like I should reach out to this person. But it's all really just about being humble. You know, like if if you're so big headed or you're such an asshole walking around that you you know you can kind of cock block yourself for lack of a better word but like where where you're so opinionated all the time or whatever that you you can't you don't feel comfortable reaching out to someone and that's a problem in itself so being able to identify your strengths and weaknesses and know where you need to grow then you can look to someone else like if i i don't i don't really have a good example right now but if i have a hey i need a what the how do how does a lieutenant do overtime i'm gonna go to you hey how do you do overtime What's that about? Show me, right? Um, McKee was pretty big on that, too, when I first, like, he was he's really good at training, obviously. He was mm-hmm. an FTO. So when I was a sergeant and I had a question, I'd reach out to him. Or if I know, like, if, if it's uh, kitchen stuff, Chavez is a bomb kitchen officer, right? He's, his kitchen was immaculate. So, hey, how does the kitchen do this, right? Um, and you just you use your resources. That's yeah. all it is, man. It's, it's not hard. It's yeah. networking, you yeah. know what I mean? You know who's good at what, and you yeah. reach out to them and, hey, teach me this, mm-hmm. right? But you have to be humble enough to say, like, how do you, you do that? You have to seek it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, like, the overall thing about leadership and, and, and just trying to grow is searching and looking for challenges right. that may intimidate you and face them head on. You know what I mean? And get those resources necessary to, to grow and, I, and move forward. I constantly yeah. seek that. And I think that, that that's how I summed mm-hmm. up your 75 hard experience. But being comfortable with being comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you're comfortable, there's a problem. You need to you need to find more. You need to check yeah. yourself. Yeah. You got to grow, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm always seeking to be out of my comfort zone in, in anything. It's not just fitness, like we said, but I'm always trying to be uncomfortable. Oh, shit, I'm scared right now. How do I how do I do that, right? And I think a lot of people have a problem with that, just admitting they're scared in a situation. It's just, it goes back to that, uh, put your ego aside, right? Check your ego. It's a good yeah. chapter. Yeah, it is. That's where I got it from. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you put, you put your ego aside because, I mean, you build that. Everybody, everybody has that ego, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has it. But are you able human to, nature to have yeah. yeah and are you able to set it aside to improve right it's just like uh when i first became a sergeant okay 
first art drill. Okay, didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I did this. I did. I did it as an officer, right? I wasn't. I wasn't like a firearms instructor or anything that actually like instructed that. So first art drill. Um, if there was a senior officer there that knew how to do it, or if there was a sergeant there, right? And uh, what am I? What am I going to do? Hey, if I do anything wrong, let me know. If I need correction, let me know. Because that's how you grow. Even if it's an officer and he's like, hey, I'm just letting you know, uh, this is how we should be doing it. You know? Right. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say, okay, well, I'm, I'm your supervisor. Don't talk to me. Don't yeah. tell me it, what to do. It's good that, right? you, that that even as an officer, you know, they can approach you and you're uh, able to accept that advice. Yeah. You know, regardless of if they're at your level. Absolutely. Look, I, I hate serbat control. You know what I mean? I have no idea what I'm doing in there. I got put in there one time for four hours, and they're, they're like, "Yeah, just, worst, worst just experience." Underwood, we're like, good. Why don't you go? Why don't you go do something else? You know, yeah, you know, like, okay, thanks. Yeah. So I hate it, but you know, I know people that are really good at serbat and can do it with their eyes closed. So yeah. I'm gonna ask them, "Hey, mm -hmm. how, how does this work?" You know, or it goes, or it goes back to CDU. I've worked CDU. I mean, a little bit, but mm -hmm. there's officers that's been there for years, and mm -hmm. they know so much more about, like, operation of CDU than me, right? I don't even go into CDU and pretend like I know what I'm doing. I just ask them, what, what do you guys do when this happens? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even play, dude. But I, mean, but, I mean, that's just uh, strength and weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of my weaknesses, so I'm going to go to somebody that has that strength. Right, like Doze, he's been there for years. Right, such strong resource, dude. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still go to him with yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, but I mean, that's just like uh, as a lieutenant, right? I'm gonna uh, Dell. She's really good at talking to the, uh, talking talking to the population, right? Dealing with the population. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if I'm gonna go somewhere hey. and I have to deal with uh, that's my that's my favorite thing about Doze. Just a pause. Hey. <laughs> it's not hey, it's a. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> she's really good at talking to the population. So if I need to go talk to the population, like there's a grouping or something, right? Mm -hmm. It's like okay, Dell, me and you, let's go. Yep. And I mean, obviously they're gonna want to talk to me because I'm a lieutenant because the the bars command presence, right? The the bars, the bars. Right? But really, Dell is the strong one there in that yeah. area, mm -hmm. right? Um, so what she says, they're gonna fucking probably like in one ear out the other, but. I'm learning from her, and I'm going to be able to use that, and we're both of us are going to resolve the situation. And yeah. really, it's really it's Dell. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I like that. That's kind of like an ace in the whole thing, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so you guys go out there, right, and they want to talk to you because you're a lieutenant, so mm -hmm. you're talking and everything, and she's just sitting back like, all right, I'm ready. And he, yep. Just, just just get quiet for a minute and I got this. You know what yeah. I mean? And then as soon as she comes, like I've seen it happen a bunch of times, right? Just like uh, the inmates outside of the chow hall. You're talking to him, you're appeasing him, this, that, and she's sitting there quiet, 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 and then she comes, she talks to a person for two seconds, everyone's gone. Yeah. Situation resolved, right? Um, it, it plays in a lot better like that. Uh, it's really nice, though, too, as an instructor and being on, on the team and everything, I think we get the opportunity, like, when you see someone grow, even – being that person that that gets that growth is really good. It feels good inside, like we said. Like you know, you you get in that in that scared zone or whatever, and you come out the other side and you, and you grow from it. Yeah, it's really cool to also see that too, right? Like so, like Christoph said, we want we want people to grow, and it, it's it's really rewarding to see that. Like, I won't put the supervisor on blast, but uh, people were were talking about this sergeant and their dart drills and how they're garbage. I got that supervisor at range, and we go over dart at range. So with that supervisor there, and luckily there happened to be like four of four people from his shift there, their shift. 
there. And uh, <laughs> that's still there's it's a numbers game. There's more males in here. Yeah, so, right. okay. <laughs> so so there happened to be like four people from that sergeant shift there. And uh, <clears throat> so what I did was, and this is Yoni's idea. I'm not going to claim it as my own, but he's like, let's have all the officers run it too. So we had the supervisor do, and everyone was kind of you know under their breath and stuff. It's like, all right, cool. Now you're up. You run it. Right. Okay. Now you're next. You run it. And even though these people had sit there and ran at that time, like five drills back to back, they're still fumbling over their words. They're still stuttering. And it's like, you might know the positions and, and, and how to, how to tell someone to fire and, and everything else that you have to do. But, your, but when you're in that seat, that it's, it's a different beast. Yeah. And to see them get humbled with that, they sat down and they're like, no, you're right. That's hard. Right. That's hard. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that I think that that, that kind of helped too. They build that respect, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, a, oh, shit. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Kendrick's like, be humble. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. yeah so it's like, uh, all right, so a lot of a shift was uh, complaining about the supervisors, right? <clears throat> but you had this one officer in this meeting, right? This one officer mm-hmm. came out, and I mean, he waited till everybody was done talking and complaining, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was this one officer's turn. Okay, I'm not gonna say any names or which yeah, name yeah. that guy, right? It's a better way to be. Yeah. So <clears throat> this one officer said, "You know what? You guys are all complaining for the wrong reason. Okay, you guys say that these uh, supervisors aren't doing anything. They're lazy, whatever. You never see them, this and that. But he's like, I, I've been there." I've been there, and you have no clue what they're going through, and no clue what they have on their plate, and how much crap that they have to deal with. Right. Right. And some officers came up and said, hey, you actually opened my eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just that little thing, right? Right. And, um, like, it's just it's just like when an officer's working in a dorm, you know, um, and say, you, obviously, every dorm is different. Every inmates every inmates different right the inmates are going to react different right um say you're on a shift and you're owning your dorm right you're owning it you're uh, doing policy uh, strict compliance all this stuff right and then you have the next two shifts that aren't okay and then you come back and it's a reset you have to do it all over again and all over again and all over again right and then this officer gets stressed out and then that's when the complacency comes because he doesn't have that uh that backup that he needs Right. Right. In front of the other shifts. Okay. And then that officer gets a little complacent. Okay. And those other, those other, their other staff members on the, those other shifts are like, hey, this officer's slacking. You know, fucking blah, blah, blah. Starts right. talking shit. Piece shit. It's like, dude, you have no clue what kind of stress you guys are putting him in. Right. Cause he because he has to start over every day. Well, because right. he is doing his part and you guys aren't. Mm-hmm. And think about that. Like, I mean, it's it's a big burden to carry. It's it's a big weight to have on your shoulders, right? I mean, we joke about, oh, is your back hurting because you're carrying, blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? That's a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you got to share the burden. Yeah. I mean, if you're that guy, and you, I mean, if you think about it, like, oh, hey, you know, this dorm's in compliance when I get here, and I'm half-assed in compliance when I get there, hmm. right? And that's because that officer before you did your did their job. And now you're not, and he has to reset the next day. Yeah. And now you're dragging him down when he's trying to improve. Well, not not only that, but, like, you can you can have your finances on point. You can have your fitness on point. You could be a – you could have all your stuff squared away, not be complacent, constantly growing. But you're not a badass unless you're lifting other people up. 
right? So you don't know what other people are going through and to judge them for complacency yeah, or, yeah, or whatever in life. Very, very you have no put. idea what they're very going well through. Put. So if you're not fucking lifting people up, then you're a piece of shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. that's how I see it. So I can have my stuff on point, but if I'm not helping others, then what's it all for? What are yeah. you doing? Right? Because we're all here together. Like I said, we got one life. We're sharing it. Yeah, we're sharing You know? Um, so lift other people up and if if you're on point and you know like like we talked about evaluate yourself you're, you're not complacent okay good you're good how are you helping others because if you're not then you're you're complacent yeah and uh that's a good point um if you're trying to lift somebody up and it's not working like say say you're at this level up here right mm-hmm. and you notice your partner is down here mm-hmm. okay and you're still up here and you're still motivated and, oh yeah i'm gonna go do this 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 and that person's not following you right, right. it's not a bad idea to try to meet him at his level and to build him from there. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And to lift him up. Right. Instead of like, here, oh, it's not working. I don't. I can't work with this guy. Uh, he's not in my level. I'm trying to get him there, but I'm staying I'm staying this at this level. Right. No, sometimes you have to go down there and you have to pick him up. Bring him up. Step yeah, by step by step. Okay, cool. You know what? Let's see where you're at right now. I'm going to follow you. Okay? Instead of you trying to follow me when I'm way up here, I'm going to follow you. Okay, cool. I followed you. Um, now I see that you you can do this, and it's just a small improvement. Mm-hmm. Let's do that for three days, a week. Cool. Now let's do this next improvement, and then the next one, then the right. next one. And that's right. how you build somebody up. Yeah. If they're if they can't just like raise up like you want them to. Right. I mean, there's different. They're just in a coma. Oh, I woke up. I'm good now. Yeah. But, I mean, there's there's different opportunities out there, right? There's different opportunities out there for you to. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing you being great. For yourself, mm-hmm. and there's another thing being great for somebody else. Well, I think that's where a lot of, uh, like, a lot of hatred comes from. Is a person feeling like I'm squared away, I'm doing what I should. Why isn't everyone else on my level? Right. It, but what what is that? You know what it, I mean? Like you, that, you, that's see, weak. you see it all the time too. Like when someone's at or isn't at a level that you believe that they need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you guys see it as supervisors. I see it as an officer. Even I work in CDU. People just like, all right, well, he's not doing this or she's not doing this, so I'm just going to walk out. If your duties, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to work with that person because they're not doing it this way. And instead of checking yourself, be like, you know what, let me just stay in there for a little bit and try to work with him, see where he's at. I remember a time there was an officer who didn't do 704, and I turned in the paperwork to, to, to you, you know, Fiora, and it turned into like you know like okay Cordero well how come you didn't do this I was like well I came in he didn't do 704 so you know why should I do it and you explained to me like okay well instead of doing it this way maybe you should you know have that officer come back and work with him teach him how to do 704 and I didn't look at it at first I kind of was just like all right, you know, like, whatever, I'll, I'll just deal with the consequences as they come, but I shouldn't have done that, you know, and that was a self-eval for me, and that basically taught me how to be a better leader, because you even said, like, if, if you if he has to sit there and do a little bit of overtime, then so be it. Just call me up, let me know, and tell me what you're doing, and we'll go from there, so, you know, that's, that's the whole point of trying to uh, make others better. You know what I mean? Make others a better leader because that, that taught me a lot. You know what I mean? So I try to have that as a focal point in, in anything I do. If I see something wrong, you come to mind. And I'm like, all right. You know, sometimes, you know, you come in, you get kind of complacent. You're like, oh, God, now I got to do this. But 
you know, at the end of the day, if I come back the next day and I'm working that post with that officer, guess what? That 704 is done. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's done the right way. So, I think that's something that that we're used to being on the team um, that other people don't have. And, you know, that that's not for everyone. That's fine. Like you said, there, there's plenty of paths you can go, right? Um, like case manager Gonzalez, is perfect example. Great trainer. Um, like being on the team isn't for her, but she's great at support. Yeah. She's really good at that. Like she, she holds us down. Uh, so, so that's really good. I think that, like I said, being on the team, there's no – we're not going to let anyone fail. Right, like I've, I had an operator, I don't remember a few trainings ago, whatever, and he kind of pulled uh, a few of us aside, and he's like, "Hey, I think it's my last training. I'm just, I'm not where I should be. This, that, the other." And you know, they did a nice talk and everything. He's like, ah, "I don't know." And I was like, "How about you go put your fucking bag back in line and stand there and shut the fuck up and do what we're supposed to do, right?" And that's that's all it took. Right? So, there, there's different ways to reach people, um, but failure's not an option. Okay, so I just think that uh, I, I think. Everyone's going to live a better life if you're constantly, if you're helping other people, you feel better about yourself and it pushes you more, right? Like if you're motivating someone to do better, then how are you going to eat a fucking Oreo and, and watch Netflix and chill? You know, like you, you want to, you want to push it because right. you're like, hey, I'm, I'm building this person up and it motivates you. Like mm. You're going to get stuck. You could be a, a total badass, and if you're not helping other people, you're going to get stuck and you're going to get complacent. Right. That's all there is to it. Yeah. You're going to be comfortable with where you're at. I'm good. I'm good. Everyone else sucks, and that's how the complacency happens. But when you're lifting other people up, that's going to motivate you too, right? Because everything's a competition, right? Um, I learned that in the Toa Academy. Well, it, it really drove it home, right? I probably knew that, um, how you were talking about motivation and everything. Uh, I had this memory in my head with my dad, and uh, we were throwing the baseball. And he would sit there and he would start to talk shit to me. And I'd get mad and I'd throw the ball because I want to fucking hurt his hand when, right. he, when he catches it in the glove, right? And he's like, look how much harder you're throwing. Like, you had that the whole time. Where, you know, throw the fucking ball. Get it done. Uh, so that, that's a big thing. And then in the Toa Academy, we were all smoked. And it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. We got caught out with like four hours of sleep. And we're running the obstacle course. And we're, we're going through the motions, Right. And so Lucero came up and he goes, look, person that does this the fastest gets to go home. And I believe how fast we're doing that fucking oh, yeah, obstacle yeah, course, right? What's definitely. the change? We're competing now, right? So if you're lifting other people up, it gives you someone to, oh, shit, I, they're going to catch me. I got to go. I got to keep mm -hmm. going. I got to move. I got right, right. to progress. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. So um, I just want to hit another point real quick. When you start hitting that, that wall right and everybody everybody has their bad days everybody has their down days where you're like oh shit i just, uh, i didn't get much sleep last night or um i just don't feel like doing shit today right well you have a fucking job to do like you said there's no room for failure in any profession if you want to be successful in anything you do then there's no there's no room for failure there's no room for oh i can't i can't do it today right there's i mean it's just it's just do there's no try. There's nothing, none of that, right? Um, that's when you start building that discipline. Okay, uh, motivation. Motivation is always gonna be temporary, right? Yeah. You can always like have that self motivation to push yourself a little bit more, right? In that one little area, okay? But that's gonna be temporary, just for that little area. But those days where you don't feel like doing it, right? That's when discipline comes in. You're like, you know what? I might not feel like it today. But I'm not going to just go through the motions. 
today I'm going to strive. It's like when you're in the gym. Okay, I don't feel like going to the gym today. And you get there, and you're groggy, and you're fucking like, oh, I'm just going to go through the motions, right? Those, three quarters of the time, for me, those are my best gym days. Yeah. I mean, that's when I push myself even harder. And it's not because I'm, I'm like, I'm going to push myself even harder because I don't feel like doing it. No, it's just because, you know what? Fuck that bullshit. Okay? Um, I'm disciplined. I'm not going to fucking let this hold me back. Right? That ends up being the best day I had all week. Right? It's just like at work. Okay? You feel like, oh, I'm not going to do it today. You know what? If you push yourself past that, you're going to build that. You're going to notice that discipline. And then nothing's going to phase you. It's, it's that walking away feeling that we talked about, like, mm-hmm. with instructing where you, you face that fear. And whether, like, okay, so I'm tired. That's, it's not really fear, but it's kind of the same thing. If you push yourself through, right? Like, as corny as it sounds, I know it, it, it's gone around. I've heard a bunch of times from all kinds of different sources and outlets. But, you know, I've never left the gym and been mad about my workout. But that's a real thing. You go there and you're like, I don't want to do this. And then you just start going through it. You get through it. And when you leave, you're like, I'm fucking glad I did it. Right? Same thing with work. I'm fucking glad I did it. So pushing yourself through that class that, that is scary. You don't want to teach it. I'm fucking glad I did that because I do. You know what I mean? So if you guys can take anything away from this, evaluate yourself. Be honest about your strengths, your weaknesses. Look at other people. Look at their strengths and weaknesses. Don't look at their weaknesses as a weakness, but how can you help them? Look at it as a challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like look at it as, as something that, you know, can elevate yourself. Mm-hmm. Attitude. You know, it, it, it reflects your elevation, how high you can go in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you constantly look at, in my opinion, like the, the way I look at things, if you look at everything as a challenge, I like challenges. You know what I mean? That helps me personally to push myself and help other people grow. You know what I mean? So I, I, I personally always look at things like a challenge, uh, an obstacle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you will. So if you, if you seek that improvement, constantly right and you start look you start finding your faults and i mean you're always trying to improve we all i mean we talk about this all the time i work on the podcast everywhere right. right you're always looking back at the day before and trying to do better than that mm-hmm. right like yesterday how was i better today than yesterday how am i going to be better tomorrow mm-hmm. right you're always looking for that right you guys seek that and you're limitless. You will surprise yourself. You will find new peaks in life. And you guys will succeed more than you ever know. Right? If you're hesitant on promoting at any job. Right? And then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to try this. We're starting a new job. Whatever. We're starting you know what a new mean? job, yeah, right? New career. You know, yeah. that's scary as fuck. Because yeah. you, you know your money's consistent this way. I don't know if that new thing will work out. What if I don't get along with those right. people to step outside your comfort zone? Right? right? Like, in corrections, we have a saying, right? Mm. Bitch if you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Life is just a, a giant bitch if you don't. Right. You know? Like, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> no, it's, it's true, though. I mean, you guys will surprise yourself. And if you guys need any help at all, you have people to look to. Mm-hmm. Like, you really do. Hit us up. We're here for you. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, right? Uh, where are you at on Instagram? Yeah. Um, I will actually put the... Um, Instagram handles on here, so oh. you can click the links, and we'll put them in the boom. Yeah, we'll put right. we'll put we'll put all all of our tags in the bio, um, so you can click on them. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow. You can find us on Facebook. Um, we're always 
we're here we're here for you guys we're here to help we're here to improve everybody not just ourselves right so um anyway so if you guys got anything from this podcast share it talk about it if it if a conversation comes up and it uh and it's around this area or if you think about this podcast or think about what we're talking about mention it mention it share it with others help us grow help everybody grow okay in their job careers whatever um but uh thanks for listening um subscribe hit that little bell so when we post new content it'll pop up on your phone and uh (laughs) yeah anyways so um thanks for listening thanks for the support and uh yeah you got anything the wood no man uh nothing we didn't say right so like you said like it um Tell your friends about it. Share it if something resonated with you. Let them know. Um, And that's it. We're here for you guys. Hit us up. Peace. Later. That's your crew. That's your cue. What happened? Christoph. Go ahead. Turn it. Turn off. You can stop the video now. Just push the fuck. You're fired.